Welcome to Group Talk, a podcast conversation from the Small Group Network, focusing on topics relevant to small groups ministries. Whether you're in a church of 100 or 10,000, whether you are a volunteer or staff, we want to support, encourage, and equip you to lead well. So relax and listen to today's program. Welcome to Group Talk, one podcast featuring two unique shows. Hey, thanks so much for joining us, everyone. My name is Derek, and I am joined by Steve. Yo, everybody. And there are four parts to this show. There's the Saddleback Scoop, the Network Nugget, the Leadership Learning, and last but not least, the Small Group Trending Topic. Steve, uh, please give us a preview of what the trending topic is about later. Yeah, everyone, we're going to be talking about parties, party, party, party. And you're going, how is parties going to be working with, you know, what we do in small group ministry? But hang on, we'll get to that. And we're going to show you how you can make parties a part of your small group ministry. So for our Saddleback Scoop, Steve, coming up is the most epic church-wide party the world has ever seen as we celebrate Saddleback Church's 40th birthday this weekend. Uh, what do we need to know about this? Dude, well, first off, we're not talking about the Super Bowl. I, I mean, Derek, I don't know if you know, did you know? I mean, just tell me, did you know? You're scared. I can tell the way you're looking at it. Did you know that there are, how many, how many chicken wings got consumed this last Super Bowl? I mean, come on. I had no idea. Come on. No I was at Disneyland. Come on. You were at, oh, good. Good Lord. Every football person turning your man card, 1.4 billion chicken wings. That's just crazy. Crazy what's going on. 11 million, did I say million wow. chips, 4 million pretzels, and a partridge in a pear tree. A few other things happening right there, but we're not talking about the Super Bowl anymore. California's <laughs> mourning with everything right there, but we're going to talk about Saddleback is throwing a party. It's our 40th birthday, and Rick has shut down the campus. Uh, all of our campuses are meeting together at the Lake Forest campus. And in the show notes, you just got to take a look at it. It's called Saddleback Land. You know, of course, we're 25 minutes from Disneyland, uh, from the Lake Forest campus. And But the thing is, we are shutting down everything to throw a party, not for other church members, but for our church members at Saddleback to go out and invite the unchurched. And literally, it's going to look like Disneyland. I mean, we have the... The kids zone, the fun zone. I don't think we have Star Wars zone. Do we? Do we? Do we have that, Derek? I don't think we're. No, we're, but we need to. We do need to with with all that. Uh, but you know, we we have our Central Park. We have Ferris wheels. We have games. We have car- carousels. Uh, we have you know just all kinds of things. Look at the show notes. And one of the things that we're excited about is we'll we'll get probably about twenty five thirty thousand people on the campus just to have a party from uh, nine to three. But it's an opportunity for the community to see our campus on a Sunday without a service. How sacrilegious is that? And the most mind blowing part about it, Steve, to me, is that there's no parking on the campus. Like everybody somehow has to be shuttled in. Yeah, I mean it's it's this we have this whole brochure that is just on, you know, where to park and where you can get bussed in. I'm trying to convince my wife we should walk to church. Uh, I don't know if she's going to be game for that, uh, but it's 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 all about the party. So at Saddleback we're just having so much fun. Look forward to tell you more about that. You can probably, you know, see stuff in the show notes about the map, but the the thing that you got to be thinking through is is your ch- church just known for a place for studying God's word or is it a place for attractional pieces? Got to have both, but is it attractional where people can come and say, whoa, 
check this church out. They know how to party. Did I tell you the theme is party this week? <laughs> this week's theme is party. We're going to have more fun than you did at your Super Bowl party. Uh, of course, with Derek, that wouldn't have been hard because he's on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Hey, well, I'm I'm a Seahawks fan, and so my team got bumped out this year. It's just not the same. And I lived in Sacramento for a few years, so I have so many friends that are Niner fans. So, you know, it was it was not hard for me to be pulling for, I'm going to say, the Chiefs. Wow. Wow, you said that out loud in California. <laughs> So that's our Saddleback Scoop. And hey, I'm going to be doing some drone footage this weekend. So next on our next show, we'll, we'll link in the show notes some of the aerial footage. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, that'll be fun. Our network nugget, Steve, we had an amazing time at Houston Accelerate Small Group Workshop this past week. Oh, so many things to be excited about that. First is that uh, we've been uh, having some certified trainers there, and uh, Kirsten was one of them that was you know playing around out there, and we'll be shipping her around the country. Uh, you know, Reed will be up there in the great Northwest, uh, you know, with that, but, uh, we're getting more and more people that are certified for trainers. So that was majorly exciting. And this is one I, I wasn't there. Did you guys mourn with me not being there? Well, the cats away, the mice played. Yeah. I bet you didn't even show up, you know, <laughs> having fun. In no, Houston. it was a blast. It was uh, a great group. The host church there at the Woodlands did an amazing job. So Chris, if you're listening, thank you to you and your team. Uh, Chris Surratt was there and we just had an amazing time. Dave Alford as well. I got to go out and man, it was so exciting to see people excited about small groups and going home with a strategic plan. I, I just want to hear you pronounce Kirsten's last name. Telzero. Oh man, you nailed it. I thought I had John. Hey, some of the fun things that happened with that though, is that, uh, five States were, uh, represented and, uh, 17 churches over, uh, just about tw over 2,300 small groups were represented with those folks there. But the exciting thing we love is that we love to tally is the number of souls that are impacted. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but whenever you get on a plane, they, they report how many souls are on that plane. Uh, and so, you know, for being a very secular organization, the airline industry, they, they do track souls. And 21,051 souls are going to be impacted from the people working on strategic plans. I can't say enough about Accelerate that you have got to build a strategic plan for your small group ministry. Love to party. The theme is party. But in order for a party to happen, you got to do some planning on the front face of that. So uh, I want to encourage you to uh, go to an Accelerate, host an Accelerate. Uh, your church can easily you know, bring Accelerate to you. But most churches do not have a strategic plan for their small group ministry. Uh, I love training. I love the art of it. Uh, we do it here at Saddleback with all 19 of our campuses. But you know, with that, you can't impact 21,051 souls unless you have a plan of attack and action. And um, just can't say enough of it. Derek, any uh, thoughts? You are there for the two-day extravaganza. Were you partying? Man, we were partying hard, especially when they brought in some of the most famous barbecue available in the Houston area. We ate like party animals. Thanks again, Chris, to you and your team. And to those listening, like Steve said, go to our website, smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash events to see the lineup of future accelerates. And you can connect with Daniel, our events director. And if you're interested in hosting one, talk to him. Yeah, man, we're... we're going to pop them up all over the place. 
So for our leadership learning today, Steve, we're talking about humor, and this is in your wheelhouse because you are Mr. Humor. Talk to us about humor. Humor gets you in trouble, I have found out. I, the, you know, the larger Saddleback has gotten our HR departments over me on everything I say that comes out of my mouth. And so it actually scares me to death when I'm in some retirement home. You know, when I, I mean, I get in trouble with HR when I'm filtering what I'm doing. Imagine <laughs> me without being filtered. It's just going to be crazy. But, you know, one of the things that, you know, our theme is parties, uh, you know, coming off, you know, some of the biggest parties that happened with Super Bowl parties, wherever you were at. Except Derek, and uh, you know we're talking about the different phases, and I'm excited about going into a little bit that a little bit deeper. But part of parties is is having fun. Uh, humor is, is a way of life that that has got to be there, you know. And sometimes, you know, uh, if you're in a room and people think you're like you're such a big cheese and all that, you know, make fun of yourself because you know laugh at yourself and and be be comfortable in the skin that you have. You got we always like to say at Saddleback part of our leadership learning is we want humor to be around our office. We love to hear laughter, people having fun. Uh, you take God seriously, but we don't take ourselves seriously. Derek, read read uh, Proverbs 17.22 that we have right here for everyone. Yeah, it says, being cheerful keeps you healthy. It is a slow death to be gloomy all the time. And you thought it was the, you know, 1.4 billion chicken wings that were, you know, making you unhealthy, but it's because <laughs> you don't laugh and have fun. And so, you know, when you're coming out of this leadership learning, you got to ask yourself the question, how is our, how do we have fun with the people that you're working with, whether they're your, uh, your small group team, uh, volunteer or that, whether it's your church staff or wherever it's at is like, how is there fun? Is there, is there fun that's happening around there that you want to see happen? So leadership learning, ask yourself, are you having fun? One of the greatest compliments I got is my daughter was, as she's looking at her career and what she wants to do, she goes, dad, you got the perfect job. You get to you get to have fun, and they pay you to do it. <laughs> and you do have fun. Gotta have the fun, baby. Without fun, it's just like wah wah wah. So, listeners, make sure you have fun. Build that into your small group. Build it into your small group ministry. Build it into your leadership structure, and you will last the long haul. On to our trending topic. Uh, this is the part we're most excited about on the show. And today we're talking about small group evangelism through parties. Yeah. Why do we have parties as small groups? Now, why would you want your, your small groups to have parties? So Derek, just off the top of your head, you, you hate it when I do this all the yes, time. Yes, I do. You do hate that. But why, why do you think groups have parties together? I think groups have parties to have fun. I think groups have parties to uh, grow in their fellowship, to get to know each other better, and hopefully to reach out to uh, the unchurched around them. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's. I, I would say probably most small groups get together. You're right; they want to have fun and fellowship and get to know each other. Uh, I mean, it, I'm just amazed in my own small group. You know, you want perfect attendance, throw a party. Uh, you, you, you want to have people making excuses, you know, they will, uh, uh, you start a study and, you know, they go, oh, you know, I don't know if I can make it, but are you doing dinner and having, you have food there with all that? But let me, well, let me walk through, uh, four things of why you should have parties in your small groups. And, and obviously Derek is hitting on one of the most beautiful ones is you, you want to make memories with each other. Yeah. If you make, when you do anything, 
I don't care if you go bowling together, uh, we've gone on vacation together with our group, uh, whether you go out to dinner together, whether you celebrate someone's anniversary or, you know, there's, you can celebrate. I remember in our small group, when all of our kids were potty trained, we threw a party. Uh, we we all wet ourselves and you know no we didn't do that but i mean you know we all threw a party with with, with that but that that's one aspect but let me just back up i want to give you four biblical reasons why you should party and so often what happens is the last one Derek talked about can sometimes fall on the ground and we forget to do that but the first thing is god commands it. I mean, did you know the Bible literally is filled with commands for God's children to celebrate, to eat, and to have fun together? The words feast and festival are in the Bible over 700 times. God was specific in setting up parties and holidays for his people, and he commanded it. Did you get that? He commanded it that we should, they should observe every year these special parties and feasts. I mean, he he was just right there. In addition, the words celebrate and celebration are mentioned over 400 times in the Bible. And in even newer translations, you know, where you get the word party or parties, it's referred to over 239 times. You know, Eventually, God loves to party because the Bible says the angels will have a party every time somebody is saved. I mean, so God loves party. He commands it. He wants us to party and be together. And here's the second thing. Jesus modeled the importance of parties. Now, when you look throughout the New Testament, so often we, we forget these things that Jesus, you know, was, was modeling it throughout the whole New Testament. And you can't read the Gospels long without noticing that Jesus spent a significant amount of time at parties. He was at dinner parties. He was at wedding parties. He was at family parties, uh, even business parties. In fact, Jesus used parties to encourage to heal, to build bridges, to disciple, and to teach. Parties were so much a part of Jesus' ministry. The critics would say this. Derek, do you remember what the, the critics would say? They would say he's a drunk and a glutton. That, that is, man. He would that they would just they would criticize him because he was going to parties and not the synagogue all the time. Now, d- did you know that today? Today, the Pharisees would say he's a party animal. And so often, parties can can look bad or they can be celebrated for the wrong, wrong thing. So these, these next two points, I know you're no, no one's like, no, I don't believe I'm partying. But these last two points will bring the, the, the point across to you. It's the third thing. It says, uh, we become whatever we celebrate. And what you celebrate is going to show what is important to your community to your small group, to your church overall, you got to do that. I mean, one of the disgusting things I, I ate at the Super Bowl it was I was appalled with the halftime show. The halftime show was literally a a strip tease party. I mean, it was it was culture. Why do you think I was at Disneyland? Yeah, I know. There you go. So now I'm you win. You, you win. I somebody texted <laughs> someone in our group, and they said, "If you're watching the Super Bowl, you're sinning right now." And I'm like, going, "Oh my gosh, they're telling the truth." And I mean, in a in a moment of Me Too and all these things, I cannot believe the secular world. Just you know, well, actually, I can't believe it. But they're celebrating the wrong thing. They were they were celebrating something that's totally meaningless. But the thing thing is is that we we can celebrate different things you know uh you know Christians should be celebrating 
you know, the, the purpose in life, uh, how the Holy Spirit can comfort us, fellowshipping together that Derek was talking about. You know, we can celebrate, you know, God's love and grace, our church family, forgiveness, so many, many things. You know, we have more reasons to party for the right things, but so often a church isn't known for that. I mean, we are literally shutting down our weekend service. We're not taking an offering that weekend. Uh, We're showing the community that we love them and we appreciate them and we throw a party uh, on behalf of them. So help help think through, you know, we and understand we become what we celebrate. And the last thing is that this is a beautiful thing your small groups can do together is parties open the door to share God's love with those who don't know Jesus yet. You know, you know, when you think of that, think through all the opportunities that you have before you with all your small groups to do the simple thing. You know, a calmer word than party might be hospitality, but you want to get to know the people that Jesus loves that are sitting around in your in your neighborhoods, in your sports clubs, in your travel clubs, in, you know, uh, in your businesses, wherever it's at. And use a party to pull them together. Now, here's the great thing. There are comfort in numbers. And when you have your small group, your small group should be able to invite people to a party together. I mean, a classic thing, if you just did the Super Bowl, instead of bringing your small group, you know, bring some neighbors that are in that person's community so they can see Christians that look normal. That they see Christians that, you know, aren't crazy that they see on TV, but you want to be able to do that. I mean, one of the things I remember when my parents, my parents threw parties all the time. I can remember when I was growing up, uh, I was either serving coffee or I was serving drinks. Uh, I learned at a very young age, I could make martinis. I could make a wet martini, a dry martini. I could make, you know, all kinds of different mixed drinks and things like that. And so, and my parents would love just to party. I can remember that we would, uh, you know, so many things weren't known at this time. I mean, like, um, Ice chests and stuff like that weren't as plentiful, I guess, but we they would fill the washing machine up with ice, and that's where all the beers were at. And I, I was told that, you know, go downstairs and you know, you know, serve three beers to these people and stuff like that. And so I, I was doing all that. But my parents loved to party. And when they got saved, the thing I loved is they kept partying, but always a third of the crowd were their unsaved friends. And that's the beautiful part of with your small group. Your small group does need to party. They need to make memories. They need to do that. But so often we forget that the most powerful part of the community of our small groups is going, let's be intentional with our parties. I dare to say how many parties happened around us, how many Super Bowl parties happened, and we didn't think about who could I, who could I invite just to, to celebrate and enjoy with us. But the great thing is, is that I love at Saddleback is we make up reasons. One of the beautiful things Rick did is, you know, all throughout the 40 years of Saddleback Church is he made up reasons to throw a party. I remember one of ours, it was, uh, and he made it up. I think it was, um, uh, we've done the Saddleback Appreciation of Teachers. We've done it for uh, first responders, but I remember one of the first ones was he did, uh, you know, uh, celebrating uh, Saddleback Valley Community uh, 
the, it was just, he just made up a party name and, uh, and he, we invited people to it and we celebrated it. So utilize those things, but understand that, you know, you got to understand God commands it. And more importantly, Jesus modeled it. He did more teaching. I can guarantee, by the way, you're going to have more spiritual conversations with people at a party because they'll want to talk to you about stuff. And then we got to remember that whatever we celebrate, we are. That's what we're, you know, we become what we celebrate. Ask yourself, what are your small groups celebrating? And then the fourth thing is parties open the door to share God's love with those who don't know it yet. And so do a party on purpose. In the New Testament, the common thing people talked about, Matthew parties. But we're coming up on so many things where you can do, uh, you can think through every month and create a party. Great insight, Steve. Thanks so much for sharing that. That first uh, point you shared that God commands it. I just want to give praise to God that the word feast is in the Bible over 700 times. I know, man, baby. It's, it's, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to break from this podcast. We're going to go to a buffet, you know. I mean, I, gluttony's probably mentioned like two times in the Bible. So, you know, who cares where's about the, that? Where's the nearest Golden Corral? <laughs> I don't even think we have those in California. And on a serious note, I love point four you shared, that parties open the door to share God's love with those who don't know Jesus yet. Quick, super quick testimony. So we've got some neighbors in our neighborhood who are unchurched. And like most people, man, we want to reach out to them. We want to show God's love to them. We introduced ourselves when we moved into the neighborhood. We brought them you know, Christmas cookies one year. We eventually invited them over to our home for dinner. It's a small party. I love it. Yeah, small party. Just kept loving them. But what was so cool is this last Christmas, I think one of the biggest annual parties at Saddleback throws is the Christmas tree lighting. Oh, yeah. And so it's this epic night of the tree lights, and there's like sometimes live reindeer and trains. So it's an amazing event. And they fly. Yes. (laughs) So it's an amazing event for uh, family with kids. So we told our neighbors, again, who who we had been building the relationship with for a couple of years, hey, you want to come join us at this party at our church? It's the Christmas tree lighting and there's hot chocolate and all this stuff. And they said, of course, we'd love to. That sounds amazing. Long story short, they came, uh, had the time of their lives with their kids. The gospel was presented right before the tree lighting. And so they heard the gospel. They had a blast and we got them on campus. So that's just a cool, quick testimony of how God does use those parties, those uh, opportunities to reach the unchurched. So out of the trending topic, ask yourself this question, how are your small groups partying with purpose? And whether it's individual, whether it's, it's, it's their small group doing it, but start to think through, are we always pushing content at them and not even freeing them up to do parties for both making memories, which are very important fellowship side of it, or, you know, reaching the unchurch, which is the evangelism side of it, which opens some amazing doors. And Steve, I think I just got a word from God on your next book title, Planning Small Group Parties with Purpose. There we go. It's a very short. <laughs> it's called this podcast. <laughs> so that's your trending topic for today. Hopefully that really encouraged you. We want to thank you guys so much for joining us. If you have an idea for us on an upcoming podcast episode, maybe you have a question you would like to ask Steve, send us an email, grouptalk at smallgroupnetwork.com. I love it, baby. That is grouptalk at smallgroupnetwork.com. And if you're going to be in the Orange County area, as Steve said uh, on our last show, we'd love to have you join us maybe on the podcast. 
I'd love it. I mean, you know, Eric and I just stubbed our toe. We had a perfect opportunity. We just had the Latin American people in here, and I'm, I'm scouring at him right now for not, you know, bringing bringing them in here. I'm so looking down. he's looking down. The, the it's a hiss of shame. But seriously, if you're in the neighborhood, jump on in, and we'd love to get you on the show. Thanks, guys. Hey, Small Group Network family, Jason Banzoff here, Group Talk producer and Small Group Network creative arts director. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Group Talk, and thank you to Steve and Derek for that great episode. Now, before we go, let's talk about huddles. The purpose of huddles is to connect small group point people together at least once per quarter to build relationships, to find encouragement, and to share ideas and resources. And we hope that nobody stands alone because we are truly better together. Huddles are like small groups for small group point people. Over the years, I have built great relationships with people in huddles. People like Cynthia Considine and Amber Sanders, who are now great friends. I also led a small group huddle in Maryland and now lead one in North Palm Beach and Martin County areas in Florida. If you're not a part of a huddle right now, visit smallgroupnetwork.com huddles to get connected to one today. Thank you again for joining us on Group Talk, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Group Talk. We invite you to subscribe to the podcast through iTunes and get new episodes downloaded automatically. Also, if you enjoy this program, please take a few minutes to give us a positive rating on iTunes so that other small group point people can find us more easily. We encourage you to visit our website at smallgroupnetwork.com to access our library of free resources, connect to a huddle with other small group ministry leaders in your area, read our blog articles, or join us on our Facebook group. Don't forget to use the hashtag SGNet when engaging with your social media channels. Thank you for your support.